and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness, Last Order's special Christmas bonus edition 2, or 1. <laughs> the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favourite actors and directors would rather forget that they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always are my co-hosts. She sits on a throne of lies, smelling of beef and cheese. It's Barney. And I made 1,000 clockwork robots. <laughs> and having changed his ways after being visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future, it's James. I've, I can evade all of them in this, what was it, the ghost factory? <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past factory. And for the second time ever, we have guests on. Fresh from the North Pole, two of the happiest elves in Santa's workshop, it's Ellis and John from the excellent Damn It Vince podcast. Hi, guys. Hello. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's very curt. Absolutely. <laughs> point. Uh, if you would like to nothing but wrestling (laughs) well that feeds in Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Hallmark of Grey and on Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness or email us with anything you think we may have missed or would be interested in at hallmarkofgreatness at gmail.com everybody ready for Christmas or after Christmas I'm not sure when this is going out you see No, I was about to say, are we going to be allowed Christmas? Yeah. No. No, probably not. <laughs> no, banned. <laughs> Oliver Cromwell style. <laughs> <laughs> no more Christmas. Um, I mean, it's lovely to have you here, gentlemen. Uh, uh, we've invited you on because the film we're covering this week features uh, one of wrestling's all-time greatest, in inverted commas, uh, <laughs> Mr. Terry the Hulk Hogan, uh, who stars in 1996's Santa with Muscles. Uh, yeah, Santa with muscles, James. Okay. Um, after piloting his sleigh through an electrical storm, Santa is projected back in time to ancient Greece. Fearing that Christmas will be doomed unless he gets back to the present day, he recruits local nudie wrestler Musculese to help him fix the broken sleigh. In exchange for the Bronze bronze Age Bronson's help, he must turn to Musculese to smash heads and plates across Athens. Will he brave the arena as Sparta claws? Can he win the mince Pineloponnesian War using nothing but a giant wooden reindeer? Troy to the world. <laughs> That's proper <laughs> shit. Let's pull it to the green. Love it. <laughs> Can Love we it. please watch that instead? Uh, well, it's still Hulk Hogan in it. That's the thing. Oh. With, his, with his great oh. acting. Would now uh, be a good time to mention that I really don't like Hulk Hogan. Uh, it will come up all the way through this one. <laughs> <laughs> As, oh my lord, uh, Barry! I I saw you sent through not only the 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 English version of the poster, <laughs> but was it the French one? As well? Monsieur Ooh. Papa! Monsieur Papa! <laughs> <laughs> can the French waiter? Can he just still play the same character with like, <laughs> poor English? Sacre bleu! <laughs> Uh, I went for the poster off the Rotten Tomatoes one because it was a bit more sinister. Oh. In an apocalyptic future, the North Pole is overpopulated with Santas. Only one can rule them all, and only the strongest can survive. Again, this is this is this is taking a very dark turn. <laughs> there is a trailer for this, and it's a proper one with the guy's voice. Is it red buttons? Oh, no, not red buttons. It's not, it's not red buttons. He's red pepper. He's he called the guy that does all the in the world. Right. Anyway, here's the trailer. Quite a lot of them. In the season of Santa, there are two kinds of people: the naughty and the nice. I got 50 bucks for the first elf that brings me Santa Claus. Hulk Hogan is Blake Thorne, and he's definitely been naughty. 
To make his getaway, he's going to make a mockery of the world's most beloved hero. Do you have a minute? Fox me a little brat. That's him. But sometimes, the only way you can feel the spirit of Christmas... Where'd he go? ...is to be hit over the head with it. Santa! What? It's showtime. Now, this confused bad boy is Santa, like you've <laughs> never seen him before. A bearded basher of bad guys. Yeah! A hero with a silly hat. <laughs> A Robin Hood in red. Who are those guys anyway? Oh, they went from Mr. Frost. He's been clearing out the whole neighborhood and no one knows why. And he's got three days to foil a band of evil scientists. Assemble the team. They're taking the orphanage. Wait till Santa hears about this. He'll kick your butt to New Year's. Santa, you slay me. Hulk Hogan is Santa with an attitude. Keep the milk and cookies warm. Santa with some friends. Santa with a mission. How are we supposed to get over this? And most of all, he's Santa with muscles. They can't start Christmas without me. Can they? There have been many Santas. You're not Santa. You're better. But there's only one named Hulk. Well, all you had to do was knock. Santa with muscles. Wow. That uh, certainly is a thing. The actual genuine synopsis for this film. An evil millionaire believes he is Santa Claus after an accident renders him am- amnesiac. Is he evil, particularly? No. He's, he's a knobhead. Yeah, he's a bit of a douche, but I don't know if he's uh, evil. I mean, he has no regard for the law, as we find out very early on. But yes, we open uh, with a huge info dump of plot as the tiny <laughs> child in it. Elizabeth, <laughs> is she called? Yeah. Uh, outlines, basically, the entire plot of this film. Uh, although it used to be a nice place to live, but everyone's been run out of town, and this is the, the orphanage is the last thing remaining. Yep. It says that that something real bad is going to happen this Christmas. Also, the town's called Lakeville, which it may as well just be like placeholder town. Place town. (laughs) Place Uh, town. Insert name here. Uh, And then their Christmas tree is stolen. Yeah. Before their very eyes. Yeah. They're just like, oh, this happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's like a family outside. Yeah, someone just drives up and steals the Christmas tree. (laughs) Never explained. The font for the opening credits is really weird to the point where I was like, is this a horror movie? It's like this weird red. <laughs> on that trailer, then it is uh, the same font, so clearly they were they'd paid for it, so they were using it. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of hoping from that that it was going to be a bit like the, the Bone Storm Santa from The Simpsons, where he like crashes <laughs> in and just like shoots grenade launches. Uh, no, he is just like the worst Santa of any of them, <laughs> and that's including Billy Bob Thornton in Bad Santa. Uh, we find our hero uh, Blake. Uh, what's it called? Blake Thorn which is Hulk Hogan, twatting about in a bush. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he's wearing yeah. combats. He's uh, in yeah. Yeah, army fatigue sort of stuff. Yeah. And he, it would appear that he's trying to burgle this house or something. Because it looks like, yeah, uh, he assaults a gardener and then quips, never stop to smell the roses. The first of many quips. <sighs> the first of many rules. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
he, so many rules. It's an absolute psychopath. Uh, he fights a chef. With a whisk? Who attacks him with a whisk of all the things to... Uh, and then there's uh, a chauffeur. There's, yeah, there's a carousel of people. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like really? a it's like it's a gardener. Combat village people I've got. They're all screen. Yeah, there's a chef. Yeah. Another chef with a rolling pin, a gardener <laughs> a with a rake, a, a safari man with a leaf blower, a train conductor with a nightstick, and then a butler called Chaz. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, but the chauffeur, when the chauffeur appears, though, because he is of uh, Asian descent, the music goes all which was like, oh, really? He also pauses mid-fight to compliment an omelette before throwing it away. Before throwing it on the floor and using that to deflect things. He also hits the chef around the head with two um, with the two trays for some reason. And then it turns out that as they circle around him he calls time on it and this is just their job. It's just to get beaten up by Blake and serve him omelettes. Yeah, not quite sure what all this is about as well because he picks up his own brand of protein stuff called Mass Maker, Blake's Way. Um, and it, it never really like establishes why he's this multi-millionaire but it, it seems like he sells protein team mass and stuff like that. I'm going to guess it's uh, multi-level marketing. He's like the head of the pyramid. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's like uh, them leggings or, you know, candles or whatever it is that women are selling now. He also looks like Bruce Forsyth, so he could have been on the prices right and all them games. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's angry that his picture isn't big enough on the front and he isn't brown enough on the front as well. It's not brown enough. I he says, make me that. more tan. Oh. Yeah. Well, has it? I was going to say, Hogan is basically like oak veneer now anyway, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we're introduced to the first of many of Blake's rules. Yeah, did anyone note these down? Uh, I didn't because I hated it so much. <laughs> yeah, the same. There was uh, he makes Pierre the chef recite them, as in like yes. he's trained all of these people to follow these apparently five hundred and odd rules of his. Uh, one of them is never turn your back on an enemy. Uh, so they're all sort of like it's like the art of war, but written by an idiot. So it's like <laughs> rule ninety one is never lend a hand; you might need it later. Uh, rule three hundred and eighty seven is never mix business with pleasure, which he doesn't copyright. That came before him. Yeah, I was going to say uh, you can't claim that, Blake. And then the one that he gets Pierre to <laughs> recite is rule one hundred and five: never give an inch, especially when you can take one. Um, and then there's, there's more of them as it goes on. Rule number twenty one: when in doubt, get out. Rule 20, never like surrender. The sort of inspirational messages people post on Facebook. Now, they're in a sunset, and then it's like, don't get out. I hated this so much. Um, he then goes, let's go and shoot paintballs or something. Let's roll. Yeah, and he gets into his massive, massive Humvee uh, with two guys on dirt bikes. So we're getting like a, a Mad Max but on a much less budget. And they're just twatting about, firing guns at each other. Well, yeah, he explains the rules to the leader of the blue team. He's on the red team. And then immediately shoots him, which is a dick move. At that range... That, have to go paintball with him. That's an immediate banning in paintball and firing <laughs> at that range. Yeah, it hurt. It would hurt, yes. It hurts my foul, Done it once, never do it again. It's weeks for those bruises to hit. Yeah. Uh, he's driving around, and everyone's favourite, second favourite Howard, Clint Howard, is... Like a bored cop who's mucking about with his radar gun. Making his own sound effects. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, uh, Blake drives past very, very quickly. Clint gives chase. 
Um, and then Blake just fires his paint gun at the cop car. Yeah. Which, yep. which is not allowed. I'm pretty sure that would mean death in America as well if you fired any type of gun. Well, he's yeah. evil I mean, this makes me think he is evil, but I don't see why Clint Howard is the comedy character in this. Because also, well, to be fair, the police budget in Lakeville must be massive as yeah. all of the cops have bazookas. <laughs> yeah, they pass a sign for Santa's Grotto at Lakeville and it turns out that Blake grew up there and that there are a million places to hide in Lakeville. So he goes to the mall. Could have just not shot the copper, couldn't he? Really? Pulled over, paid his fine, he's rich. He could have just gone, do you know who I am? And then he would have got away with it scot-free because he's white. Have some protein mass (laughs) on the house. And some uh, oil. No, he uses all that later. <laughs> yeah, he covers himself in that when he. Um, and we cut to Lakeville Mall, which has a Santa's grotto, but Santa is missing, and all the elves are inside the house playing cards and smoking and carrying on. <laughs> and like, the kids can see through that window, pal. Like, also, how many elves are in there? There's about the most 15 jaded of them. elves I've ever seen. I wish the whole film was about them. I'd rather watch their story of how they came to be like these yeah, elves. So dejected. <laughs> what? Kind Surly. Of, what kind of special training do you need to be Santa in a mall anyway? Because can't one of them just do it? One of the many elves? They'd have a spare costume, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, we never see the mall Santa. No. No. And I thought that was supposed to be a thing about, you know, maybe the real Santa's about to turn up or something. But no, nope. they never did that. Nope. Um, a lady also, offers them. Oh, I was just going to say, fun fact. Um, I went for an interview as a Christmas elf once and I didn't get it. And it's the happiest I've ever been because it meant <laughs> I could just go home and play Skyrim on my own. Because of your cheer. <laughs> disposition that uh, because i couldn't upsell oh yeah because you have to buy the picture and oh, yeah. yeah yep you could have sung that song from titanic <laughs> could have rapped for him yeah oh. a rapping elf I had, to, <laughs> I had to pick like a celebration out of a box and then try and sell it to him it's the worst thing i've ever done what oh right so like oh here's a bounty if you like coconuts and this is for you yeah that's but i picked all... out a dairy milk so there was nothing that's to the... say about it it's dairy milk isn't it you yeah. either like it or you don't <laughs> I think I ended up saying because he picked up like a Cadbury fudge or something. I just went, well, that's shit. This is better. <laughs> Sale. Uh, always be selling. Yeah. A-, a woman comes in and offers fifty dollars to the elf who brings her the head of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and uh, Lenny is he called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he looks uh, like a Lenny. He looks. He sounds like, like a Lenny. He looks like every Italian stereotype ever. rolled together. Should be wearing <laughs> fedoras and plastic meatballs. And then it cuts over to some Tim Burton-looking motherfucker <laughs> in a garden. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I have yeah. Nick Cave down for him. Uh, yeah. Right <laughs> yeah, so he's extorting the elf over the phone. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, like a loan shark or something, but also a physician, and he's got a big white lab coat. Uh, yeah, because you know he's a doctor. He is, uh, what's he called? Doctor Dr. Blight. Blight. Because there's a lot of uh, pun doctors, isn't there, in this? <laughs> I called him pervert. <laughs> he does. He looks like a creepy pervert. Yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, uh, he's got a man who runs a shoe <laughs> store upside down. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like I'm insane, doesn't it? Is this the point where I was just like, what is happening? What, am yeah. I watching? Why, why is this happening to me? Why did I agree to this? <laughs> he's torturing a man in a garden, essentially. Yeah, but because he, he won't sell his shoe store to yeah. his, his boss, Mr. Frost, who has bought up all of the surroundings neighborhood around the orphanage but not the orphanage and nobody knows why and not the local shoe zone <laughs> into his suitcase as well he wasn't letting go of that thing <laughs> that's where his medicines kept up no idea <laughs> 
all his shoes in it, all his loafers. I thought he was doing a headstand on his suitcase when the camera first shot. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, the main thing you need to know about Ebner Frost, uh, he's, a, he's a massive germaphobe. So there's these random things that keep spraying like disinfectant into the air. Oh, that, what, that, what? Yeah, oh. and for some reason, all the topiary is covered in cling film, which I didn't understand yeah. like, why that was a thing. But they could hide in it. Literally the only reason the... I think it is. <laughs> that makes sense about the vents, because there's vents in the garden sort of spraying, so that's yeah. disinfectant. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a Howard Hughes-style But when thing. Dr. Blight goes in after threatening this upside-down shoe salesman, uh, like a weird load of gas thing, thing it yeah. disinfects him as he goes in as well. So that's 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 the defining character trait they went with with Mr. Frost. I thought, because uh, he introduces three uh, scientists. The scientists are scientists yeah. dubious. From, uh, that come from the you... finest universities and they're here to torture him, the shoe salesman. And yes. there's three of them. There's the chemist, Mr. Vile, uh, who's a short man with what appeared to be an electric cattle prod, uh, but it just sprays farts. Sprays <laughs> methane gas. Oh, it, yeah. I think it says stink juice on the bottle later on. So I called uh, him Fart Goon from now on. Uh, he also looks a lot like the singer from Cypress Hill. It's just a strange coincidence there. Uh, but yeah. when there was all the spraying and everything, I just assumed that it was methane gas. But no, it's disinfectant. There's yeah, there's there's uh, uh, Doctor Vile, uh, who is a chemist apparently. Yeah. Uh, there is Doctor Flint, who is a geologist yeah. and looks like an off-brand Indiana Jones. Yeah, he's got his helmet. And then there is Miss Watt, who is a lady. Yeah, who is electrifyingly beautiful and doesn't have a job. (laughs) Is she electrifyingly beautiful? That that was the quote. I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, She's got electric hands that she uses once, I think. Yeah, to blow up a rose. And this is one of the first of many times that they use electricity inappropriately. And I don't mean for not its intended purposes, but for purposes that it's never been put to before, which is just incinerating things in the day. uh, yeah, I didn't understand what this was, but every every sort of guy needs some goons, don't they? And uh, the doctors are, are his goons. And they and drive around, around in an ice cream van, because that's cool. So we had the, the skunk, electro, cross with poison ivy and fossil man for the three yes. names that I can't wait for. Oh, yeah. Fossil <laughs> man is the worst one of them. Making up the B-Tech Rocky Horror Show. <laughs> <laughs> No, also, why was Ebner Frost's door covered in tinfoil? Because he's a germaphobe, I think. He's supposed to have like that sort of Howard Hughes, Spruce Moose sort of thing going on for him. Spruce Moose. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting the plates <laughs> with us. Um, Mr. Freeze. Like... Crap. Again, yeah, they could have done something better with him than having him be a germaphobe. Because even at the end, it doesn't really pay off that they've been doing that all this time. He'd be fucked in the modern day, wouldn't he? If this film was now. Well, yeah. It'd be all right, though, because he'd have, at least he'd wear a fucking mask. Yes. Santa <laughs> uh, is running through the shopping mall and he finds, uh, not sorry, Blake is running through the shopping mall. He finds a Santa outfit and puts it on, but like over his regular clothes so that you can still see the like army Deep gear stuff, underneath. Yeah. I thought it, possibly it was because it was his team's colours, but then probably also because it'll just disguise the fact that he's already been shot and therefore out of the game. He's, he's cheap. A yeah. He's a cheap because Pierre shoots him, doesn't he? Or someone shoots him, and he does. Oh, he does a cool diving roll out of a car for no reason, <laughs> absolutely no reason, just because he could. Uh, the two cops thank Blake as Santa. 
Um, and as he turns around to walk away, Clint Howard goes, hang on a minute. He's got a big bit of um, camo hanging out the back of his Santa pants. They chase him. He hides <laughs> in a waste disposal. Yeah. And yep. They're not the most observant of policemen, these, because no. there's two big hands holding on to the side <laughs> of it, right where they're stuck. right there. Yeah. Just look slightly to your left, Clint. Slightly. Uh, and he throws a load of stuff on him. And then someone throws a massive plastic <laughs> Santa down I the waste disposal. the most interesting part of the film, because why would you throw away a large bus of Santa around Christmas and I thought this could only be part of some kind of Stalinist purge where they're just trying to face this thing well he was late for work let's get rid of all mention oh, of Santa's, yeah. the uh, only thing that'll dislodge Hulk Hogan it's not the first time he gets assaulted by a fake Santa though no it isn't <laughs> uh, Blake gets bonked on the noggin falls down this, this waste disposal that is also a laundry chute because there's like <laughs> stuff at the bottom uh, and he's out cold on the ground at this point an elf is stood next to him and just goes you'll do and I thought nope don't like that <laughs> and then he says you're a big one aren't you and I thought nope don't like that either <laughs> this film stuck a turn Santa with muscles has stuck a turn um, elves are all thieves this film pertains as well as Lenny the first thing Lenny does is pick his pocket uh, yeah. Takes his takes yeah. his wallet out, pockets it, realizes that this is Blake Thorne, the richest man in ten states, apparently. <laughs> Which is a weird way of reckoning wealth, in my opinion. Well, well the ATM talks is... about it later, so it's all right. <laughs> that ATM's got a. It needs to turn its sass down. That ATM. <laughs> Uh, but he's got uh, Amex, Visa, and American Express. And he does a little dance at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, pockets it. Hogan wakes up uh, and he's like, come on, we have to go and do Santa stuff now. Yeah, he just tries to dupe him, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. the other thing about him stealing his wallet is that he, he wants to pay off Ebna Frost as he owes money. He was on the phones of the scientists. Yeah. So he's like, it's never oh, explained... yeah, I can pay off that. But also, yeah, be rich. because this, this It's never loaded. explained why he owes him money. I'm assuming gambling. Topiary bills unpaid. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Hogan comes and sits on the chair on Santa's throne and has, like, these incredibly weird bits with kids. So yeah. awkward. <laughs> so awkward. Before that, my favourite bit was the woman going, show Santa to his throne, and it's literally next to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean, I couldn't see those two hands, but I could see this massive throne that's here. <laughs> Uh, the kids are asking for sort of like on-brand things for the mid-90s, the Sony Walkman being one of them. Yep. And then a little girl asks for a very vague gesture. <laughs> a golf ball. Never... <laughs> yeah. She, she like waves her hand in the air and it's never established what she was asking for. It, that's so Hogan could uh, use his improv skills there and do some funny <laughs> bits. He oh, says God. golf ball and then something else and then they just take these weird pictures with them. Really weird pictures. Yeah. It's... Yeah, but the contrast is all out. Yeah. So when he holds a kid in the air. <laughs> yep, yep. That was to show his muscles. Oh, wait till his convenient Santa suit. Like. Oh, yeah, when, yeah. He, when, when he gets the pimped-up Santa suit. Uh, it doesn't look at all like some sort of S&M gear around <laughs> Christmas time. Uh, the uh, bad elf tries to rinse his account from the very imposing ATM that is just <laughs> called Citizen Bank. <laughs> yeah. awesome. But Rick, we put your card in, and it goes, Hello, Blake. And I'm like, No. <laughs> <laughs> You have no money in here. Stop putting the card in. This pissed me off this bit. What was he expecting was gonna happen? Did he just think you put a card in and you get all the money? I was gonna say in nineteen ninety six, ATMs was were a thing. Like yeah. it wasn't oh, like, yeah. new technology. I don't oh, think no, we had fingerprint scanners. I don't think we've ever had fingerprint <laughs> scanners, John, to be honest. 
That's for rich people. I think that was a convenient plot device uh, that was then quickly forgotten about. They're bringing it up one more time. It comes back later. It comes back later, but then they never bother with it again. Um, Yeah, this machine screaming at you. You can't access it. Uh, But I like the fact as well that when his fingerprint failed, he tried rubbing the card on it. I mean, uh, yeah, the woman behind him gets all narky and he, he stomps off. He claims his $50 off that lady, though, while he's going through Blake's wallet. And then There's a fight two, scene. two hoodlums. <laughs> two punks. And, yes. Two of the oldest punks in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the punks because one of them's got a nose ring. And the other uh, one's got an anarchy t-shirt. Like, oh, anarchy. So. Uh, they try and steal. Is it, is it the orphanage's money? Yeah. They've got this, this, massive, this massive fishbowl. Um, and just a woman asleep guarding it. <laughs> which, you know, standard. Uh, Snoring. But to steal it, they use the best technique in the world, which is just put it up your jumper, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's big. This bowl is big. Like, even for like a a just about to drop pregnant lady, it would be ridiculous. (laughs) They get about three feet away from it, drop it on the floor. It smashes for what appears to be about, I don't know, $30 and a load of change. Uh, They're scrabbling around to pick it up. The girl who asked for a Walkman, Discman before, just screams, Santa, (laughs) not police or help or anything. (laughs) Santa is well known for fighting crime. Uh, and, and then Hogan proceeds to go apeshit and, and actually legitimately tries to murder these two people. <laughs> or a slam. This gets his wrestling moves in here. Uh, there's also a very good bit where they've ADR'd someone going, look out, he's got a candy cane, which made me <laughs> smile. In case you couldn't tell. Uh, he beats the snot out of everyone and then gets everyone to help rebuild Santa's house. Yep. He also throws one of them through the door and there's no elves playing cards there, so they must have all clocked off for the day. They've <laughs> <laughs> all gone down, pup. They were, they were some seriously, like, disillusioned elves. They were drinking in that room. You know, <laughs> yeah, for a fact, they've got a still in there. <laughs> Making schnapps. Elf schnapps, yeah. Uh, and then for some reason, Lenny decides to take him on a moped to the orphanage. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Santa wants to go to the orphanage because he spotted the the stall with the money and everything. So he believes that he needs to go there. Right. Um, so I thought it was Le- Lenny still wants to be involved because he's still angling to, you know, get his, Cut his hand thumbprint yeah. or something. Yeah, he needs his thumbprint off his right hand. So he goes with him. Um, and then it cuts to Edna Frost discussing things with Nick Cave. Um, <laughs> and the shoesmith is outside just getting these three goons dancing around him like some kind of ritual. <laughs> they don't actually do anything. These oh, there's also a fourth goon later on, Oriental man. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> problematic. Um, yeah. Yes, and it's him saying uh, he wants the orphanage. He's got like a weird glowy map on the wall. Yeah, it's like a heat map. Yeah, which it's is like yeah. you don't really get maps like that on a giant eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's maybe it is a heat map because of all the electric crystals that are underneath. <laughs> that's the only way they can be tracked is with eyeball maps. <laughs> Is he trying to run everyone out then because he's scared of Joe? That is point. I don't. Un- we no, don't. No I don't know what his what his point he's was. He's trying to buy up property so that he can dig underneath it. But as it turns out, he doesn't care about the law in any meaningful sense because he just beats people up. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I, I don't know what his plan was with the electron crystals. Ties them down and then mocks them with ice cream goons. <laughs> Uh, Well, the ice cream goons uh, set off (laughs) growing weary of torturing a shoe salesman. (laughs) They decide to have a calippo and drive over to a a 
<laughs> drive over to the orphanage at the same time as as Blake is driving over there on a moped that sounds like it's going to catch fire at any moment. <laughs> a lot of electricity in there. Yeah, the advance uh, on the orphanage, uh, Nick Cave and the, and, and the bad seeds, I suppose. <laughs> um, they knock on the door and somebody called Leslie answers. Leslie is in charge of the orphanage, co co in charge, um, and Nick Cave gets very creepy. And then they give up on that and try and steal a statue. Because <laughs> all orphanages have statues outside. Do you reckon it was them who stole the tree as well? Yeah, yeah. Right, I think that just... makes at least makes some sense now. It's the same MO in that they sort of like lasso something, tie it to the van, and then just drive away. With the it. high-powered talk of an ice cream van. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they steal the statue, and then uh, janitor slash general layabout Clayton Something runs out like into that. the road to stop them, and they were legitimately prepared to murder him <laughs> in cold blood. Yeah, they stop really suddenly, like not plausibly suddenly, but uh, it turns out that they've not stopped, they've not braked. It's Santa holding them back with the rope that they yes. were using to tow away the statue. He just so grabs the, it. So the ice cream van is powerful enough to topple a statue, but not powerful enough to be stopped by Blake and his mighty Santa muscles. He said his vitamins. He said his prayers, said his vitamins, <laughs> and had some pasta. Uh, um, yeah, and he, he sort of, they, they leave the, the, the bad seeds. <laughs> we're calling them now. <laughs> And Santa comes in and literally everyone fawns over him. By yeah. everyone, you mean the two people that run it and the three orphans that they've got? Well, because it, as we've established, there aren't that many orphans between this <laughs> oh, and the last later on. Well, they said uh, that with it being Christmas, they've managed to get rid of a lot of the orphans <laughs> to, 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 to nearby families. Nobody wants these three, I'm guessing, because they stink. It sounds like they're telling them the other orphans went to live on a farm or something. <laughs> just don't go digging in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they'd just been lassoed. <laughs> from the Every street. day another orphan is stolen. <laughs> dragged through the town. Uh, they introduce themselves, and uh, the, the girl, Sarah, who's... Um, like the slightly old one, not Elizabeth. She introduces herself as well. Then Lenny introduces himself and she just point blank, blank ignores him. Yep. And Taylor just nods silently. Yes, that is your name. I thought Taylor was going to be a mute or something. And then like Santa would be like, God bless us, everyone. He just hates Lenny. <laughs> everyone hates him. I can see why. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, we're literally going to murder that guy. Uh, Clayton says, "Oh well, you'll have to stay so we can fix your Santa outfit." Yeah, dress and- you as a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he says, "Come on, kids, it's jerk chicken time." And I thought, <laughs> "Oh, we gotta get a song there." Nope, no song. <laughs> Uh, they're all sitting around this table, and the laugh track is on a loop because she goes, ha 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 ha
Um, next morning, they come downstairs, and Sarah has been up all night fixing Santa's outfit by taking the sleeves off of it <laughs> and adding like a um, like a, a, a what's the word for it? Like a codpiece. <laughs> She's giving him a V-neck as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's basically it's basically a vest, uh, but he's still got to wear tights underneath it, which I thought was strange. Oh, and a leather-studded belt with S on it for Santa. All sexy. <laughs> uh, she got the idea from Power Man comic, which is generic enough to work. Is this the newspaper headline now? Uh, well, there is a knock at the door, and um, it is... Um, oh, have you skipped over the whole breakfast scene? Oh, sorry, we've oh, missed yeah. breakfast, haven't we? Yes. Why is Why is Lenny crushing a box of cereal under his <laughs> arm to recycling kids? It's just the right thing to do. <laughs> he does that because it's got a picture of Blake on it. He also sponsors it. cereal. So <laughs> probably got like oh, okay. tons of protein in there or something. So he's like, shit, we can't let them see that. They'll see that he's not Santa because he's not got his beard on at this point or anything. It comes in. patchy because I was planning lessons at the same time. So there's gaps. And I was like, why is he crushing a about that. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth I mean, freaks out because his beard's yeah. gone. He and sort he comes of overdoes it. Some bullshit excuse about it tickles Mrs. Claus. So we yeah. all wear. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the bo- I missed the box crushing thing as well because it happened so quickly, and then he just started espousing the the benefits of recycling. <laughs> he 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 pours the cereal onto his breakfast, which is eggs. So he's now got cereal with eggs. Well, and he's like, I'm just going to recycle this box. and just shoves it up his jumper or something like that. It's a mental person. <laughs> oh, it's the day. <laughs> at that time. I think the I got away with that one. As well. uh, Blake refuses to eat a biscuit because of the fat content in it. Yeah. And then, like, oh, Lenny yeah. pushes, and he refuses to drink milk as well, which he then has no problem with the next day because he, he downs a glass of milk in slow mo. In slow mo, <laughs> anything that they could put in slow mo to get that runtime up. Um, <laughs> and then Lenny has the great idea of taking his glass and using that to scan to get the money because mm. he has a weird like daydream where he moves to South America. It's very strange. So he offers to help clear the table. He pockets um, Blake's glass. And then they get introduced with the new the new outfits. Uh, yeah, I see, that. it was good that he sort of like spirited away that cereal box because nicking an empty glass of milk now doesn't seem so strange, does <laughs> it? We shouldn't really let him near kids, should we? Lenny? Like, <laughs> he's seen on other occasions just like napping bread rolls and stuff. Like that. There's no there's no vetting for the elf <laughs> processes, though. They're not going to be checked. He definitely made the film watchable, did Lenny? <laughs> Can we go back to the newspaper? Go on. Oh yeah. So the headline was the name of the film, which was the first of many <laughs> title drops, didn't it? Yes, uh, there was a spinny newspaper with Santa with muscles, uh, <clears throat> and there is a knock at, after Santa's got his his top on. There's a knock at the door, and it's local Ace reporter Helen who has come, <laughs> here, has come here to do a story about the Santa with muscles. Uh, Lenny automatically asks her how much they're going to get paid for for it. And Blake is putting his tights on at this point. It's a bit of a disappointing interview. And I've got a transcript of the interview here. How did you get here? What's your secret? I love to eat a lot of reindeer meat. That was weird. End anyway, of interview. And then he went, ha, 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 not really. I was like, fucking up. I know it's this local just, news, but... There's just lengthy silence after he's asked the most <laughs> simple questions. <laughs> he has suffered a lot of brain damage. <laughs> So, like, at no point does Lenny think maybe I should take him to the doctors. He's not a real friend, is he? Yeah, Hogan's not had a lot of concussions before this, so. To be fair, yeah, is... <laughs> you think he was channeling that? 
I think that's just his response time at, at that point. <laughs> um, Edna Frost is watching this interview on TV and he switches off the, the report uh, and asks Nick Cave, does he seem familiar? And Nick Cave says, of course, I saw him this time last year and the year before that. And then just gets like a clip round the ear for the stupid remark that it is. He tries to do pithy things, doesn't he, all the way through this Nick Cave? And like, none of it really works. No. Like, you're a henchman. Get on with the henching. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, paying, I'm not paying you to talk. Uh, is this the child singing now? Because uh, that's my oh, next no, note. No, no, no. Lenny goes well, to the ATM. ATM. Lenny, Lenny. Oh, Lenny, yeah. Lenny yeah. As you do. <laughs> Anyone want to take us through what happens? He goes up to another ATM from Citizen Bank, <laughs> uh, puts the card in, scans it. For some reason, it recognises a thumbprint on a on a glass, which, which... Is, is a massive security flaw, if you ask me. <laughs> but it's the wrong thumb. All the facts of the ATM. Yeah, it's like, that is your left thumb. We need to use your right. And he's like, oh, the fuck not... do I have to do? Are they not the same? <laughs> oh, they're reversed, I guess. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So what he could have done was like put tape on it and turned that over. That would have worked. No, every single one of your fingerprints is different. Are they? I've no idea. Oh, I, everything that he could have possibly done at this ATM, it would have like, if he'd used like the left thumb <laughs> instead of the right thumb, it would have been like, oh, we meant on your right foot sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> the ATM was never wanted to pay out, did it really? It just wanted to be sassy. <laughs> So he's like, oh, I'll have to come back to this plot device later on, and never does. Yeah, Nick Cave finds him and abducts him into his ice cream van and takes him back to Edna, Edna Frost. Oh, he has a TV first, because Edna Frost appears on the TV all the time, doesn't he? Yes, he doesn't like leaving his doesn't like leaving his room, does he? So he broadcasts a lot. Like when he threatened the shoe salesman, it was via TV. So in the ice cream yeah. van, there's a, there's a TV and he's like, um, Lenny, you need to come and see us because you've always cash. But Also, what are you doing helping Santa? Because you saw him on the TV and he's like, what are you doing helping Santa with muscles? TM. <laughs> and he's like, all right, fine, I'll betray him. Yes. Uh, so he tries to take Santa away uh, from the orphanage, but he won't go. And then he goes to see Sarah, no, sorry, Elizabeth in church, who's singing. Who's singing the top 10 hit, Angel Baby. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I hate more than anything is children singing. Like it's just annoying. Uh, and she sat in this 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 orphanage. She's got a massive church attached to it with stained glass windows. Uh, Hogan only knows the first line and then just proceeds to go dum da dum 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 <laughs> all the way through. Couldn't even be asked learning the imaginary song uh, that apparently her mum used to sing to her. So she claims, but she's only about six, so I don't know how she'd remember that. Yeah, she says that if she sings it perfectly, maybe her mum will reappear. And then she back. does sing it perfectly with Hulk Hogan going da 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 da. <laughs> and there's like a weird light effect at the window. Um, so yes, yeah. no. <laughs> she says that the the, the stained glass is uh, is made of special glass or something. Uh, that I think that alludes to the stained glass is made of the electric crystals, mm. which mm. seems dangerous to cut them up. But, but I mean, what else they... are you going to do with them? Because they serve no other purpose. <laughs> a military purpose. <laughs> They've demonstrated that enough. So, yeah. Uh, it cuts then to the evening and they're dressing the tree. Lenny, for some reason, is just covered in tinsel, possibly because they're trying to restrain him. And then a statue head comes through it. the window. Yes. The statue of the, the, the still before that says, uh, one more day to Christmas or something? One more day of shopping till Christmas. Come now. This Which... is the statue tried to steal before. Yes, it's the head of the, 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 the polystyrene statue that they stole before. Because they've clearly like taken back, back to headquarters and gone, what are we doing with this again? <laughs> <laughs> we can't even melt it down. It's made of polystyrene. <laughs> 
which is a threat is bizarre because I don't what's what's that supposed to mean? They put up a sign earlier when they came to the old twenty four. It said three more shop, three more days till Christmas or something like that. It's like a countdown to when they they're going to lose the orphanage. the orphanage at Christmas. Apparently, right? Okay, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, Dumb. I did enjoy him uh, fighting the doctor while the doctor's using a stethoscope as a weapon and talking into a dictaphone about yeah. the patient. That's the one that he thing does twice and never goes back to. Yeah. Uh, Hogan, yeah, puts on his uh, BDSM Santa outfit and it was the classic line, keep the milk and cookies warm. I want warm milk. It's horrible. I know. I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nice. Like hot milk with cocoa, yes, but hot milk on its own. Ugh, yeah, no. he, he turns he turns this back on um, Nick Cave, who's yeah, he's doing the sort of medical bit, and then he goes, "Patient suffers from a tummy ache," and then just like wins him, <laughs> 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 which yeah. I quite liked. Yeah, this was the best part of the film for me. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Was this uh, where people go in? Leg drop, leg drop, and then no, nothing happens. He doesn't do any of his any of his famous wrestling moves. Yeah, which is sad because they missed an opportunity there. So I'm sure in every other film that he's in, at some point he does do it. But um, yeah, he beats them up, puts them back in the ice cream van. Uh, the ice cream van drives away again. Uh, yeah, he says, he says he's not going to let anyone steal Christmas. And Taylor, the young lad, has run off after looking very pensive at the statue head. Enough to unnerve anyone at that age. It was uh, a statue so, of his father. So uh, they <laughs> deduce that he's gone to Ebner Frost's place and Lenny and Santa uh, moped up to, to the mansion. <laughs> and uh, and then Santa tosses the elf over. Yeah, how are we going to get over this fence? He just yeets Lenny over there. <laughs> me. How does Santa jump it? Like the angle of... It doesn't show, I don't think. <laughs> no, but the, how he jumps over on the camera angle, is like, how is he letting that way? Standing. It's Hogan, mate. Don't worry about it. He's got the Bowers like a leopard, he manages yeah. to get over. This yeah, is the well, height you get from the leg drop of doom. Yeah, the man can jump. <laughs> they take advantage of the fact that all the bushes have got plastic bags over them by disguising themselves as a plastic bag. It's a master criminal like piece of a, it's like being in a box in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it's just mm. walk around with cling film around your head and no one will spot you. Uh, and Taylor has brought his uh, his catapult, catapult, put the windows out, which is a, is a very hoodlum thing to do, isn't it? And he says, no, we don't do that. Uh, Lenny, get him out of here. I'm going to go and shimmy across this wall for no reason. I, I, I literally don't know what happens at this point because I was like, this is so dumb. Uh, um, Frost and Nick Cave are, are talking inside the mansion about an excavation and then Frost says, I want that orphanage cleared before the first Christmas turkey slice. Uh, so yeah, really going in for that, and uh, and then it cuts to the kids and Leslie back at the orphanage, um, explaining that there's catacombs that they use as a clubhouse. And then I just thought, well, that's a ghost factory all of its own, isn't it? <laughs> Why are the catacombs under the orphanage? Yeah, just go and play. Well, where we used to... <laughs> it's just convenient, isn't it? Go and play in the bit where we used to keep bodies. It's fine. <laughs> Well, no, they uh, go, oh, yeah. that was the bit, because they go, oh, well, what's under the orphanage? And, like, they go, pipes, sewage, oh, a <laughs> massive series of underground tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> so Santa heads down there, uh, but he needs a combination for the vault door, and I'm hoping somebody understands the sequence, because I was just lost. Nope. Anybody know how he gets into it? I don't it? understand it. The, the three kids have already figured out it was, like, these Eight, three 12, numbers. 16, yeah. 12, 16. Yeah. And then he goes, wait. Puts three more numbers in and it opens, and I'm like, "How? Oh no, I get it. Oh, I get it. It's because they thought if he found out later that he grew up there. Yes, 
So he must have figured out the last bit of it, but he doesn't understand why he knows it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not great. No, but... it's not good. It's stupid, but that's... Uh, it makes some sense. And it opens up to a B-movie Doctor Who-style alien world where there are these glowing crystals everywhere that Sarah yeah. has read about in her geology book. Penguin book of electrically charged crystals. Uh, they are quartz crystals that can produce electricity? Question mark? I'm not that kind of scientist. Nobody got it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not that Um, kind of scientist, but I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. I mean, quartz can, like... Quartz is a thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Taylor picks up one of these off the floor, and Leslie tells him to pull it down, and he doesn't. He just sort of strokes it longingly. (laughs) (laughs) I love my crystal. (laughs) Uh, Uh, He drops it, and it just explodes. (laughs) Yeah. Based on the size of that, and the explosion that happens later, I don't think the two things are related. Because <laughs> it was big. It was like a big old crystal he dropped, and it was, the explosion was only quite small. Hmm. Maybe the different colours are more powerful. At this point, Santa has an existential crisis and just stands there going, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Neither do I. Hulk. Maybe <laughs> Lenny gives Hogan his pants back and I don't know what happened there either. Oh, he's trying to dupe him again. So he he gives him back. I don't know why he's been carrying around his trousers, but he gives them back to him and says that he found them. Doesn't know where he came from, but he found them with with that on. Don't ask too many questions because maybe you're a wanted criminal, which he is for firing a gun at a cop car. So it kind of makes sense. And speeding, yeah. But speeding. Speeding. Shooting somebody with a paintball gun too close. Um, the, The crimes stack up. Is this when Blake just leaves? He gets a phone call, doesn't he? And I've said he's got tremendous signal because when I go, <laughs> when I go to watch Edo at football, just in a sports hall, it's like a tin shed, but he's, he's in these catacombs on his mobile phone. To, uh, it's the, the, it's the electric the crystals. crystals. Yeah. <laughs> They're also useful for amplifying uh, yeah, cell phone signals. Yeah, so Frost calls Lenny about the money um, and then he's trying to get Lenny to carry on scheming for him. So he's still got that going on. Uh, and then um, Nick Cave attacks the orphanage, wielding something that I, I recognise but don't understand what it is. But it's like a set square thingy. I thought it was that Everyone's thing for measuring your feet, like in, in class. Yeah. It looks like one of them. Yeah, I don't. It's know got like an adjustable spy rule thing. sort of thing. Yeah, I guess so. I've all got he... them, so that must be their gangs. Like in the Warriors, yeah. you know, the baseball furies and stuff. They must be like the set squares or something. I don't... <laughs> He turns up when everyone just sort of gives up as well. Like, oh, he's inside now. Oh, well. <laughs> he's we, 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 the defences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all we can do. So Santa chases Nick Cave up to the roof where there is a helpful candy cane that could be weaponized. Well, no, <laughs> always a candy, a candy cane. cane. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, uh, he says, Santa, you slay me. And Wait. then Santa just beats the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> but a robotic Santa on the roof turns around at this point, grabs Hulk Hogan <laughs> and just launches him off the roof <laughs> into a passing garbage van. Robot what? Santa had seen too much and couldn't live with itself. <laughs> Uh, they can't. Yeah. They can't they, they, there must be one. There can't ever be two. What is that Santa made of? It can launch Hulk Hogan that far. Quartz. <laughs> oh, no. Quartz. <laughs> it's powered by the electric crystals. <laughs> Why was it even up there? Uh, the orphanage is all decked out for Christmas. Yeah. It's got Santa yeah. on the roof. I think it says Happy Christmas on the other roof. And why were all them speakers up there? What What do they possibly shout from the orphanage? Oh, the prayer, mate. I, I thought it was a mosque at first. <laughs> 
Uh, it certainly can amplify uh, it's a just orphanage. Angel Baby to the local town. <laughs> orphanage. Get your children here. Come and get your children. <laughs> <laughs> Quick before they get nicked. Come and rent them for Christmas dinner. That's where they throw them from at Christmas. Herbert <laughs> 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 Scientist has got great faces, though, when he's getting punched. He was like legitimately good in this, uh, Dr. Blight, because, yeah, he was hammy as fuck, but looked like he was having a whale of a time with it. It's true. Uh, uh, he lands in yeah. a, a passing, very safely in a passing uh, rubbish van and sees his own face on the packaging of the weight gain powder. And he's still angry that he's not big enough on there. <laughs> and then he passes out, wakes up in his own mansion, still dressed as Santa. And, uh, and Ches walks in, rudely spraying Febreze everywhere. Because <laughs> he stinks. Or, or he's been methane, in... I don't know. He's, he's still got banana peel in his vest. Yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, it's a Disney cartoon. Uh, and he's now got his memory as Blake back and goes back to his normal life of beating up uh, minimum wage workers. <laughs> he, calls it, he calls it off, and they tell him to piss off. And then all the uh, scientists are listening on this giant red phone. Oh, they intercept the call, and they play back on, like, a dictaphone thing. There's these words that she used earlier against uh, Nick Cave, out of context. Uh, so it's like, fuck off, you... I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's that I sort of thing. Fuck like... off, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a classic bit of, oh, that dictaphone finally made Makes sense, yeah. So he's sitting there all sad, eating his omelette. Too sad to even attack uh, Pierre, and Pierre tries his best to get his game going, because he runs out and just goes, Bleh! at him twice. But Blake is sad. Um, Evan has took over the orphanage at this point as well, revealed to everybody, Lenny's helped him, they all yes. turn on him. Well, uh, yeah. They call him a Benedict Arnold, which I thought was quite good. Did you get what Lenny was eating in front of him? <laughs> a massive ham yeah, sandwich! <laughs> He looked like a slug. It was like yay much ham to that much bread. It was outrageous. Ratio. Yeah, but it's just all ham. (laughs) It was still on the side later on as well when they have to fight in the kitchen. It's still on the side, the ham sandwich. (laughs) I kept track of it. It's like the Chekhov's gun of this film. (laughs) (laughs) He's clearly not paid. No wonder this orphanage is going under if that's how they make sandwiches. (laughs) Scooby Doo style. The TV um, has also said Santa has returned to the North Pole. Yes, because they didn't get uh, another interview, follow-up interview, because the first one went so well. Yeah. I, I didn't realise about Edna Frost being like um, afraid of germs and everything, because I've put that he, he turns up at this point in a beekeeper's outfit to explore the catacombs, and that didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Uh, it does make a bit of sense. Yeah, not yeah. Much. it looks like Mr. Freeze coming down. That's all yeah. I think. Oh, right. So the plan is Mr. Frost wants the children to mine these crystals. Step two, step three, profit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not going to be good miners, are they? They're quite small. I mean, they are miners, technically, but... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but they put ha- they put mining hats on them and a little sound effect goes... Bram, 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 when they do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. Uh, uh, and they give them the tiniest picks in the world to do it with as well, like toffee hammers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, for weeks, mate. But nobody, nobody sells out uh, what the code is 
because they ask Sarah and she was like, I don't know what it is. And so yes, they can't mine yet. So they can't mine yet. But um, Mr. Flint then gets out like a portable pneumatic hammer <laughs> and just grins maniacally as he starts like <laughs> hammering the door with it. Just like Die Hard now, we're just saying. <laughs> it, it is like Die Hard. <laughs> Cue back to uh, Blake, no longer Santa, eating wet eggs. Uh, he's not even bothered at Pierre now, screaming at him that these days, mon dieu, I've never seen the boss like this. He loves to hit me. And I thought, how internalised is that pain? That's <laughs> <laughs> what he just lives for. Um, but he decides, Blake decides to go back, doesn't he? Lenny rings him. Oh, Lenny from underground. No, from the, the kitchen. The from the kitchen. Uh, yes, because the ham sandwich is still on display. <laughs> no time for sandwiches. I have children to save. Uh, go on. What's the best line of the film? Well, what's the best line of the film? And I've got oh, it. I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. Um, yeah so I've Lenny rings, says Evan is going to use the kids to mine crystals. And then Hulk Santa says, let me introduce you to my two little friends, Lefty and Righty. Not even a good name for <laughs> It's not a good one. That's just what they are. <laughs> it's not witty. It's not anything, no. really. It's not even it's a the punchinator that would have done <laughs> blood fist and blood fist too force to fight I forgot the, the phone with one of the left or the right he crushes the phone and he says gentlemen we have a mission yep uh, he lines up all of his uh, punching bags uh, he tells Pierre to polish his garlic press which I thought was strange because at this point I was like what is this guy's job description what, what, what do you how do you hire these people uh, is this a, a chef slash martial artist I don't I think it's going to be one of those jobs where it says on the job description every day is different <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they're all dressed in black fatigues now as well. They get into uh, his massive, massive Humvee uh, car and drive off at high speeds. We cut back to Clint Howard again at the side of the road, pretending to walk up to the car window to arrest someone. He keeps calling people turkeys as well. Which I did, which I did, yeah, turkey. Um, and then the their car screams past. He chases them again. Um, more police join in the chase and they get out of this using some wacky racist style hijinks yeah. um, there's a lot of cops for the, like just on hand for this as well for what is basically speeding yeah. and paintball <laughs> Uh, so also, it concerns me you can use his food products as weapons. Well, he <laughs> says that it's it's fat free, only three calories per serving, and goes down smooth, <laughs> which is not what I want on food. Yeah, they tip <laughs> a load. They tip a load of um, salad oil, salad flake dressing. Oil. Don't say flake oil. That sounds horrible. That sounds yeah. <laughs> uh, onto the road behind them, and then swerve, and like two of the cars skid out. But Clint Howard is on the case. He is furious. <laughs> At this man. Well, yeah, because he's just caused like a potentially like a really serious accident. Yeah, he's yeah. just like tipped all this shit on there. So well, he, the cops pull out an, an RPG. He, he pulls over. Uh, Clint Howard pulls out the other side. Yeah, a cop pulls out a bazooka, like a, a legitimate <laughs> war weapon. It seems proportional to the crime, yeah. See, well, also, like, there's people in that car, apart from Hogan. There's Pierre, <laughs> there's like Chaz, probably, or whatever he was called. It's the most serious offense in Lakeville. You use protein powder as well. Oh yeah, to create a mist. Oh, oh yeah. yes, because then Clint Howard goes, "I was in Desert Storm. This won't stop me." <laughs> really? I didn't get that. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. He fires this uh, this RPG. Yeah, bazooka, and it's over to Mister Film for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it, Hogan just manages to sidestep it, and it explodes. We do get a um, like a, a a camera behind the missile thing as it heads towards uh, Clint Howard's car, 
with him not oh he's outside it isn't he and it explodes the cat so we get one explosion in the film one explosion per film uh and clint howard is just all burnt and charred and he goes which one of you turkeys did this he's obsessed with turkeys um and the guy who fired it like oh he's got his fuzzy dice rest so shit uh, and the other, the other two cops just throw this bazooka between them as if like yep this is this is how the training day went that makes no sense <sighs> they get to the orphanage um and yeah where attach a car battery to a door <laughs> it's gone a bit home alone <sighs> yeah uh they then lure a man over electrocute him to death possibly uh, hang on though because the manner they do that is very odd the goon looks through the uh spy hole and sees Pierre the French chef with a tray of oh, yes. <laughs> that he's prepped specially for this moment he just always has them on him that's like his special weapon and that's when he gets electrocuted to death <laughs> and then they they sort of slowly take take the orphanage back from uh, the bad seeds who have set up uh, shop in there so uh, they defeat um... Lenny throws a bucket of water on electric woman yeah yeah they have a fight in the church yeah but uh, before that there's another one who's just there's a there's one goon yeah. per room yeah standard yeah. rules um, one of them is just sort of like chiseling a hole in a wall and it's I don't understand that because it's just a partition wall <laughs> it's no don't, don't question it thought he was in Shawshank but they, uh, they, they kill the uh, stink gas man pretty much and turn him into the puff yes uh, yeah they they like take his stink gas and put it up his top and make him breathe yeah. it in and then but, tape it around his head but they he, they said before that he likes the smell of it anyway so yeah. that's yeah. not really a punishment if they don't really kill him though they just inflate his suit and then he defenestrates himself just <laughs> leaps out of the window screaming and then just lies there screaming even though there's nothing wrong with him uh, the electric lady they have a fight in the church Hogan oh, before does the, before that though there's the other goon because it goes all karate kid yeah that's is that not the... oh no that is a random goon isn't it he does that too random yeah goon, and Hulk goes all karate kid but the random goon he was fighting Theodore then jumped back into the film and started shouting Jake the snake Jake the snake <laughs> it's not <laughs> Not at this point. Um, yeah, he, he he strikes the crane pose from Karate Kid, hitting these things at the peak of their popularity there, Hogan. 96. Um, and stamps like an entire pew up into this guy's face. Then the electric lady comes out. Lenny to the rescue as her one weakness is water. Like the Wicked Witch of the West or them aliens from signs. Yeah. How does she shower? She just very does. painfully. I don't yeah. know. Uh, she gets electrocuted uh, and like weirdly does a tumble over a bench, which she must have practiced for because it looks very, very like she's done it lots. Of- I think it's shot in reverse as well. <laughs> Probably. She like flips over it, lands upright, and then puts her head down. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lenny gives him his wallet back. Yeah. No questions like, asked about how he's got that from Santa. Don't worry about it. And we get um, Dr. Flint has finally opened up the vault downstairs. Uh, but before then, uh, Blake goes and rescues Leslie and Clayton by kicking a door in unnecessarily. Yeah, rescues them from a place where they're not being guarded in any way. And no. they, they were free to walk around. They could have just literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, it turns out that Blake used to be an orphan here, as did Ebna Frost. And they were best mates. And Blake's like, I don't remember any of this because it seems very late in the film to be adding this this plot I've, device. But <laughs> I've had memory issues all through yeah. this film. <laughs> uh, Blake chases him down at the catacombs. They have like a bit of a fight. Oh, Leslie meets Nick Cave. 
in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Sandwich. It's starting to sound like Cluedo. Uh, he says that he's a specialist in matters of the heart. So she flirts with him and gets the kids to like trip him up and knock him into a freezer room. Yep. Um, and then they just shut the door on that. Leave him to freeze to death. Yeah. Oh, isn't there you also a bit? Isn't there also a bit where they attack someone with a um, fire extinguisher? Oh yeah, that was the fart goon. Is that the fire yeah. one? Because yeah. there's, I'm sure there's some bad quips there, but I can't remember what they were. I didn't write them down. Also, isn't that guy wearing a protective suit anyway? So it seems like it wouldn't work. It's only, it's only carbon dioxide anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Least of the worries that. True. <laughs> Uh, they have a fight in the thing underneath. Uh, it all explodes for some reason. Uh, the kids pull out his breathing tube and he goes, oh, all the germs. Oh, no. Tries to honk on his tube as well, which I thought was strange. <laughs> oh, um, he, he explains that he was left to rot here while Blake got taken in by millionaires and it made him bitter. And that's why he wants to, I don't know, he's given it his drive for money or something. Some, some nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the crystals explode. Because of reasons, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Well, one of the one of the girls says there's a, a buildup of energy because of scientists now. Okay, um, why not? They all get outside. <laughs> the building sort of folds in on itself, like like the Simpsons house in that Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Phil, <laughs> Mr. Phil, at his greatest there, um, and it's just left this this burning sort of rubble while they're all outside. Fucking Clint Howard shows up in genuinely the funniest bit of the film. His cars all burn. <laughs> But the windscreen wipers were still going, which I thought was nice. Uh, and he's like, oh, right, okay. I serve no purpose in this film. Bye. <laughs> and the kids are like, oh, what are we going to do now? The orphanage is burnt down. And Hogan goes, I know somewhere that's that's free. And it turns out that, like, is it a year later? At the end? Uh, it doesn't, I don't think it really says because it's still before Christmas. So I think plausibly it's still the same. No, it can't well, be. There's a lot of children there. What are there the kids? are a lot. Of, they've acquired a lot of kids. Yeah. Well, all the returns, isn't it, after Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Too stinky, yeah. One of the kids says it's a Christmas miracle. So, is it next Christmas or later that well, day? Was, was, what's going on? It's hard to tell because everything is the height of summer anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it must be the next Christmas because it was Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, the day that the orphanage blew up. It, it, can't, it must be a year later. I don't think they thought about it that much. <laughs> no, I don't think. I think anyway, Blake. 20 minutes left. Come on. Blake hurls off his hat, which then lands in a topiary in the shape of a hand or a claw or a rabbit. I wasn't Lenny quite is, sure. Lenny is sunbathing, um, which is, I'm getting some rays here, he says. And yeah, it throws it throws his hat off. I feel it's like a minute long shot of this hat in a tree. <laughs> I was waiting to see if something would happen to it and nothing ever did. (laughs) And then it just ends. And that was Santa for muscles. Everyone's happy. <laughs> so bewildering. Uh, on, on the scale of um, Fabio's, what are we giving this? Well, it's... I thought the film was an hour too long. Yeah, you were so into it. And then it was like... The first thing was hilarious where he's fighting all his... Uh, all sure. his how, how much of this have we watched? Was it half an hour? Yeah, <laughs> it does drag. Uh, I'm going to give it... It's going to get three bronze Fabio's. Oh, me. I put three bronze Fabio's because it was funny in part. Five bronze... Emeralds. <laughs> Five electric crystals. <laughs> I didn't realise I could hate Hulk Hogan more. So <laughs> two bronze Fabios. Ooh, oh, okay. <laughs> two bronze Fabios, because I think the ending inspired Christopher Nolan's end of the Batman trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I also think The Rock should win an Oscar as the best one. <laughs> and you can take all of that to the Citizen Bank. <laughs> I don't remember at the end of Batman, Batman throwing a hat in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> And an hour-long shot at the tree. Have you turned that camera off? Yeah, yeah, of course I have. When you come to develop it, it's just this five minutes. Just keep it in. It's fine. Uh, it's that time. Yep, so that was Santa with Muscles, 996. 996 also brought us Independence Day, Mission Impossible. The first one, uh, 101 Dalmatians. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, the Nutty Professor. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, it opened to ninety-eight theaters, which is quite a lot of theaters yeah, for, lot, this, yeah. for this for this type of drag. series. For the shit that we watched, that's quite a lot. Uh, it made two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, which probably just covered the cost of the film. Yeah. It was not a success. Uh, that's equivalent to about two hundred ninety thousand pounds a day. Um, so for that, I've discovered that you can pay that money to burn a four-meter statue of Spain's King Felipe that's made out of wax and wood for art reasons. What the hell? I steal the statue first <laughs> in, a, in a milk truck. Just, just the head. Uh, yeah, it's uh, some kind of art thing. Apparently, the King of Spain doesn't like effigies of himself being burned, so an art collective has made a giant statue of him that you could burn for money. I don't, I don't know. That seems very KLF, that, yeah. I've also discovered that you can get um, 10 French battle butlers for that money as well. <laughs> the going rate for a butler well, in France... What is, French, what is a battle butler? Sorry. Well, the oh, average okay. butler rate in France is 27k, apparently. So for that, you can get 10 of them. Or one so- for... 10 years and just get him to do whatever you want, Battle Butler. It sounds like um, a bad Power Rangers spin off. Battle Butler. <laughs> Uh, like robot wars, but with bottling. <laughs> yeah. You can also, for £200,000, get a super sleigh that's made in Pontefract, of all places, which is a bulletproof polycarbonate front window, convertible roof, and a built-in nose wiper for Santa's magical reindeer. It's also got access to a hybrid-powered rocket booster for when it's running low on energy. And it's a real thing. It's just like a customised sleigh with all bells and whistles, literally. I hate for your search history. <laughs> He's got a lot of it's got a lot of statuettes of dogs. Got some French butlers to burning the Spanish king. Uh, so that's what you could get for your money. It's also, this film had a team of three writers, which well, seems like this. three too many for the script that this had. <laughs> so that's Jonathan Bond, Fred Matter, and Dory Crum Raymond. None of them ever wrote anything again. Good. <laughs> they were like, this is my masterpiece. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> they never wrote anything before either. This was their only credit on IMDb for oh, writing. Man, that's tragic. They came together for this one film. And then yeah, everyone's got one story in them and this was theirs <laughs> it was then... a thing on IMDB about how one of the writers came up with a script and then the others changed it so much that he disowned it but I haven't been able to he Mr. filmed himself <laughs> Alan smithed himself I think but um... he's sitting there writing and, and then the robot Santa throws Hogan off the roof <laughs> early day Friday that come on <laughs> I wasn't able to substantiate that so I don't know for sure it was directed by 
John Murlowski, who did Black Cadillac, Richie Rich's Christmas Wish, and he's also done a Hallmark film, The Christmas List. Uh, there's think one. That's on ours this year, 2012, uh, and also Cop Dog, 2008. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog that's a cop. Cop dog. <laughs> it is a film that looks wild because I, I've watched the trailer and it also seems the cop dog is a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> God. There's a lengthy subplot involving chewing gum and dental records. <laughs> oh, I have to find this now. Stop, dog. <laughs> Blake Thorne, of course. Santa it was played by everyone's favourite Hulk Hogan, uh, Terry Bullier, uh, one of a string of bad 90s films that he was in, uh, also including Three Ninjas, High Noon on Mega Mountain, 1998, yeah. and The Fabled Mr. Nanny, 1993. Uh, Lenny was played by Don Don Stark, uh, who's in that seventies show. And pretty much everyone in this turns up in that seventies show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his next film after this was Star Trek: First Contact. Don't know how that happened. Oh, okay. He was he was maybe the one good thing in this. So. And it, good, relative, but yeah. yeah. Uh, he also turns up in Bloodfist 5, Human Target, in 1994. We're not Making a, a very long break from <laughs> the Bloodfist films after the last one, thank you. Uh, that's Although where if, John... if Larry's in it, though, I might be okay with that. Well, wait till you hear the synopsis. Don the Dragon Wilson struggles to regain his memory, not knowing who to trust, or even which side he's fighting on. After being bonked <laughs> on the head by a big Santa. <laughs> Just not sure. <laughs> Also, Cop Dog is also known as Marlow, I've just found out. It does yeah. look like the ghost. The dog is a ghost. So. I've just read the synopsis. It's got 2.7 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Woo! While chasing two crooks, a cop is killed after being hit by a car. Later that night, he returns to his son as a ghost behind the two crooks. And inhabits the body of a dog. Yeah. <laughs> And the dog's holding the police badge in his... Yep. <laughs> Edna Frost uh, was in This Is Spinal Tap, uh, Batman Forever. Uh, Ed Begley, his name is yeah. Ed Begley Jr. He was also Stan Sitwell in Arrested Development, which I kind of got afterwards. I can see that now. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. one with the dodgy eyebrows. Yes. Um, Sarah was played by Myla Kunis, Black Swan, forgetting Sarah Marshall, 70s show as well, and obviously Meg from Family Guy. Uh, in an interview with GQ, she said, I was too young to fully understand the importance of working with Hulk Hogan. I just thought that he was this huge man. And in an interview separately with W Magazine, she revealed that her part was actually intended for an African-American and they just cast her in it anyway. And then she said, I'm so sorry. Possibly for the film as a oh, whole. No, for, take, for, take, for taking the role away from uh, an African-American actor or just in general. <laughs> uh, and Dr. Blight was played by Steve Valentine, whose next film after this was uh, Mars Attacks. So didn't do that badly out of it. There's a lot of TV and uh, film jobbers in this. He went on to do a lot of uh, video game voiceovers. So he was uh, hey. absolutely fine. And finally, uh, Pierre was played by Pierre Dulat, another Frenchman in a French role. Uh, I don't think it helped his career much because in 2007 he was in Nudite Injustifique as Dick Stinger. An erotic film. I, I'm afraid that, to click on it. Yeah. Ghost Dog, we're fine with that. I ain't looking at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's thus is exploded James Fax. I'm going to go like a bunk bed and go top to bottom. <laughs> so On Low Flump in 2003 gave this a 10 out of 10. This isn't as bad as I thought. At 
actually, it is great, is his title. I started to watch this movie with incredibly low expectations, but I was pleasantly surprised. It had a poignant quality about it. The directing was subtle and the script was perfectly orchestrated. <laughs> this film? <laughs> I decided not to analyse the more critical elements and I really loved it. Hulk Hogan is surprisingly good and I am astonished that he is so underused. His comic is near perfect. <laughs> what? I know. They just said, I chose not to go in the... So I just basically made up a different film in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so much while watching this movie that I almost released myself on the couch. <laughs> That's an astonishing admission, Flump. Flump, mate. I'll turn. I won't want to sit next to him in the cinema. I appreciate your candour, but... Well, yeah, this is not the time and place. <laughs> I recommend it to people who aren't critics. It's not Citizen Kane, but my God, it is close. No, Has that's got to be a wind-up, that. seen Citizen Kane? <laughs> he might have a low opinion of Citizen Kane. He might not like it, yeah. He's like, you know what I need in my films? More electric crystals. <laughs> what, I mean, Hatburn, Rosebud yeah. was an electric crystal all along. <laughs> this is, this is the middle one. The middle one? <laughs> middle one is one out of ten. Hatburn Kid from uh, 2001. Dear God, what have we done to deserve this torture? Is the title. This movie is so bad, it's actually considered cruel and unusual punishment under the US Constitution. I wish I was exaggerating. If you want a Christmas movie, go watch Miracle on 34th Street or something. Just stay far, far, then in capitals. Far, I can't emphasise this enough, return to capitals. Far away from this horrifyingly bad film. You've heard the phrase, so bad it's funny. Well, this transcends so bad it's funny and ends up just being horrible. That's the middle. Oh, yeah, I, I sort of agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I would never watch it again. This is the, the second time I have watched this because oh, I God, don't remember why? watching it the first time. <laughs> uh, Hogan. Uh, and then Arlo, <laughs> Arlo uh, 9272 in the year 2000 titled this without a doubt the worst movie ever made. Gave it zero, but then contradicts himself in a minute. Santa with Muscle is an absolutely appalling film. It stars WCW wrestler Hulk Hogan, who, after getting amnesia, thinks he is Santa Claus. Bracket, like a grown man actually believes in Santa, whether he has amnesia or not. Bracket. He then goes into beating the bad guys in typically corny Hulk Hogan fashion. I give it a one out of ten, and that is being generous. You just gave it zero out of ten. Zero. <laughs> I know. Contradicts himself. Oh. himself. The other review was more scathing. That's rule 401, though, isn't it? Yeah. Incrementally give better reviews each time. <laughs> and uh, Movie Man Kev has not seen this. <laughs> What are you doing with your life, movie man, Kev? <laughs> His update's coming in. <laughs> he's just watched it now and he says it's the... He hasn't... <laughs> he's given it one out of two because the DVD never arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is that. Um, gentlemen of Dammit Rinse, if you want to do your little... Have a little promo section, feel free. Sell yourselves. Yeah, yeah um, thanks for having us on. Uh, we are Stamit Vince, a wrestling podcast. Talks about wrestling. Sometimes we talk about cooking and hotels and video games as well when we go off tangent. And you can follow us at Stamit Vince Pod. Okay, uh, that was Santa with Muscles. Uh, Favourite lines from the film? Take us out. Santa, you slay me. Oh, never give an inch, especially when you can take one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to go with Pierre's as he attacks them. <laughs> am I a sheep or a bunny? Which one of these two things am I? <laughs> Goodbye.
It's fun, isn't it? 